what is up to episode one of the football never ends podcast and sometimes football actually ends julian edelman announced his retirement due to his knee just being shot pretty much he's been having knee problems for the last two i think years and it finally uh got enough i mean i think last season he played six games and then they tried to come back and they kind of like there's been reports and stuff saying like hey he would be come back and all this stuff but he ended up sitting for the rest of the season and got in, got put on ir Patriots season wasn't all that great anyway so he didn't miss out on too much but it does suck i would love to see julian edelman on like the first game of the season come out of this tunnel with a whole stadium of attendance the biggest question people are having now is is julian edelman a hall of famer my my fandom says yes i think he's a hall of famer my realistic part of me says ah it's gonna it's gonna be tough i wrote down some of his stats that he has he played he played in 12 seasons it was it was 8.56 seasons outside of his injury because he started his career he got injured uh, quite often actually um so he played in 137 games 85 started had 941 targets 620 receptions 6822 yards and 36 touchdowns in the regular season now none of those numbers are really all that great i mean only thing that's notable would be the 620 receptions and that's just because he is second place only to Wes Welker in the Patriots franchise with receptions still it's a uh, I don't know the regular season is not where he showed up the postseason on the other hand whenever he showed up in 19 games he started in 15 of them he had 180 targets 118 receptions 1,442 yards and five touchdowns. That is where he showed up. It, his postseason, like, he, of course, he had he had some problems with drops and stuff, but it was never like the difference between his drops and Wes Welker's drops. I would say there's two. One would be they won the game, so it's hard to complain to a player for dropping the ball whenever you still won. For two, he made just very, very notable catches. Catches or plays that everyone, even if they're not a Patriots fan, remembers, especially in the big games like the Super Bowl. Edelman's, Edelman's my second favorite NFL player ever. First being Tom Brady, as you can tell. But just because he he's one of those players that is hard work. He was a seventh-round pick. Picked as a quarterback, converted to wide receiver, and at the t- whenever he got drafted, he was behind Wes Welker and five other players. I mean, Wes Welker is Wes Welker. I mean, it's it's kind of funny how the Patriots have they had Brown, Welker, and then Edelman for slot receivers or just receivers that just they got things done. Wes Welker was a monster, but. Edelman, I think, I think, I think, especially with the three Super Bowls, Edelman just gets a little bit above West because everyone, whether you like it or not, everyone remembers Welker 
because you drop the long touchdown or not it's not a touch a long pass that would have ended the game in the super bowl but honestly even with that he's still Rucker is still a great player but enough of Rucker. i have some notable notable plays and accolades from edelman he's a three-time super bowl champion he was super bowl 53 MVP. He absolutely dominated the Rams defense. The, that Rams defense was really good too. He had second most receptions in Patriots franchise history. Second most receptions in postseason, only behind their greatest, greatest of all time, Jerry Rice. And some of the biggest, absolutely biggest plays in the NFL, including the Falcons, the catch. You know, everyone knows about it. Cam Chancellor knocking his head off on third and 14. Absolutely dominating Edelman. I'm pretty sure, like, if he didn't get a concussion, then concussions are fake. The, it's just, it was just an absolutely terrible, like, dude, it was so amazing. Um, And then they also, I mean, he, he also had that uh, Edelman, the, the throw where he was fix, trying to fix his shoulder afterwards because he threw a, Beautiful pass to Amendola for a touchdown in that wild divisional round game with the Ravens, which it was like 14-0 Ravens, 14-14, and then it was 28-14, and then the Patriots won. Harmon with that game ceiling touchdown interception, what pretty much what he always did. He was a he was a game sealer. But it's it's gonna it's gonna suck to not have Edelman in the NFL anymore. I hope he's still around, and I, I hope he's kind of involved with the team a little bit, but I have a sneaky suspicion that he is going to be making a lot of media stuff. I think he'll be on... I wouldn't be... I would be shocked to not see him on, on like, NFL Network and ESPN and stuff like that, just to kind of show stuff. I'm, I'll probably be making more books. Uh, hopefully, hopefully we get some more YouTube Smoothie Time videos and Burger Time videos. It'll be... That's going to be fun. And have some uh, Chandler, Chandler, John Bone Jones, Jones freaking uh, burger times. But yeah, it's going to be a, a sad day whenever, whenever Brady retires. Edelman, that that would hurt. Tom Brady's going to hurt a little bit more. It's good. One thing I do did like about Edelman is he he was a patriot. Everything everything he did was for the team. It was always about the team. He would do anything. He played safety. He had a nice. I, I don't. I, I forget if it was. I forget if it was a sack, but I know he had a good hit on a quarterback. Man, I forget what quarterback it was, but he had a really good hit. And like, I mean, he can do everything. He was a good. He was a great punt returner. He would block, catch. He was Tom Brady's go-to guy for pretty much his whole time. Even with a Gronk there, he was still Tom Brady's go-to guy. Don't get me wrong, Gronk was too. But it's a uh, it's going to be a sad day whenever the whole game. Right now we have James White and Brady left. After that, it's just going to be a whole new crop of guys. Speaking of the Patriots, Patriots had a wild off season so far. Now this is this podcast is starting a little late. I meant to make this a while ago, but kept on having issues and all that stuff. But 
the Patriots actually did something crazy. They had they finished season seven and nine, which is just ugly. Cam Newton did not look good. And they had no talent. I don't understand why so many people like I, I understand you being shocked about them making a lot I mean spending a lot of money, but uh, I don't it makes sense. They needed talent. And the only way that you can get talent if they're not drafting well is through free agency. And let's just say they uh they, they spent some money. They still have a huge hole in quarterback. Unless Cam Newton comes out and like goes back to his 2015 days, but better. I mean, I don't, I'm not too excited about the quarterback position. I love Cam Newton as a person, like what he shows, but as a football player, I, I don't know if he still has it. I hope so. I hope I'm wrong about him. I hope he lights it up, especially with this team. There's a lot of talent now. So he, this is, this is the time. One thing before I get into all the, I want to, I want to name some of the players, probably all of them. And, uh, one thing I do want to say, a lot of people are like, why did they spend money and all this stuff? It's like, this isn't totally out of the ordinary. They spent a lot of money in 07. That's the year whenever they went undefeated. And they spent a lot of money in 14 whenever they got Revis. And that, I mean, that defense was pretty good that year too. I'm not saying this this team's going to win a Super Bowl or anything. They had a better quarterback, they might. But th just having having such lack of talent last year, I kind of have a little glimpse of hope. Like maybe maybe Cam Newton wasn't a, wasn't as bad as it looked. Maybe he just had no one to throw to. Of course, Jacoby got open a little bit, but you need more than just one player to be there. If if everyone's the only if the only thing that you have on offense is one and a half running backs and a quarterback that honestly stopped running all that much, then they're going to have a bad year. So let's run down some players that they got. They got Hunter Henry, which I love. John U. Smith, also I love. Matt Judon, he, he should be, help defense quite a bit. Carl Davis, Kendrick Bourne. I think they over, may, maybe overpaid him a little a little bit, but I'm excited to see how he is. I love his swag. I think he's going to be a very, very good mesh kind of player. Nelson Aguilar, I'm pretty sure they overpaid for him, which I'm not totally against just because they do need players and they had a cap space. And I hope I hope his I hope he's more of a Raiders kind of Nelson Aguilar than the Eagles, but we'll see. Henry Anderson. Montavious Adams, Dietrich Wise Jr., Cody Davis, Jalen Mills. I like the J Jalen Mills signing just because he's versatile. He can pretty much play every defensive back position. Requan McMillan. I probably butchered his name, but my bad. Kyle Van Noy. I'm excited to see him back. I've always liked Kyle Van Noy. Ted Karras. I don't really know what he's going to do since Dave Andrews came back. Ted Karras is pretty much just going to be a... Um, maybe a backup guard center party, maybe just a backup to every position on the line, unless he can beat out someone. Like I said, David Andrews, uh, resigned. They brought back Nick Fulk and release Justin Rollwasser. Dev Devon Godchow, James White signed a one-year deal. Trent Brown was traded to the Patriots and Patrick Chung retired. I love Patrick Chung. I'll never forget. I mean, honestly, the last thing, like the first thought that came off of my head whenever I thought of Patrick Chung 
was that crushing hit that broke his arm and they won the Super Bowl. So it's always good whenever you win a Super Bowl. Also, Dustin Wood Woodward. What's his name? Dustin, I think it's Woodhall, Woodward, something, something like that. You'll you'll figure it out. He came back, he retired as soon as like a couple months after he got drafted, he retired from the NFL, just saying his lack of having fun, I guess, or lack of he didn't he didn't have enjoyment in the NFL. So he retired, but he came back and they he's officially cut back now. So this Patriots team looks top to bottom looks a completely better. It's honestly like if you had a quarterback that, that could throw, I would say if they would compete for either a playoff spot or a, I don't want to say deep run, but like a competing for a conference championship round. I'm not saying that they'll get there, but I think they will put some heat on the Bills. The Dolphins, I don't know. It all depends on how Tua does. And then the Jets. I mean, unless Zach Wilson's Mahomes 2.0, I think they're going to suck this year too. What? <laughs> it's, this offseason also brought voidable years to the forefront. The Patriots did it with Tom Brady, and that's why they uh, had 13 mil dead, dead space whenever whenever Brady was playing for the Bucks. But all it is is it just tax on years onto the contract so the guaranteed money gets spread out. And max, you can only spread out guaranteed money five years. So it spreads out the guaranteed money five years. So your cap hit for this year is lower but the second the the person gets to the the first voidable year, the rest of the contract is voidable, and all the money that he's guaranteed is due then. So, of course, like a lot of teams, Bucks did it a lot this year too. A lot of teams did it since the cap hit went lowered. All it does is it pushes the can down the road whenever whatever the voidable year starts. All it does, it's not some like free money or anything. It, they will have to pay for pay for the money, but right now, this year, it's not there. It's it's a tomorrow you problem, not a today problem. Always worry about tomorrow. Sorry, I missed I misspoke. Always worry about today you, not tomorrow you. Don't actually do that. That's bad advice. NFL draft is coming up, and there's already some movements. So the 49ers traded with the Dolphins to move from 12 to three and then the dolphins moved up from 12 to six with the eagles which is a huge move honestly the 49ers traded for the third pick for their number 12 a third round pick in 2022 a first round pick in 2022 and a first round pick in 2023 which seems like a lofty lofty trade really for the 49ers I if I think personally think they're going to go Fields, but a lot of people think Mac Jones. I think Fields is a really good player, and I think he'll be he'll be probably the best player in the NFL or in the draft. He'll be the best quarterback of this draft year. It's going to be interesting what they do with Jimmy Garoppolo now that he is. I mean, they're replacing him. They say he's they're going to keep him for this year. I guess it makes sense if he balls out, then you can trade him next year for a really like a first round pick or something. Kind of depends on what they want to do. That's going to be a very interesting topic to watch out for this whole year. And let's hope, let's hope the Patriots do something.
I do want I do, I was I need to find I need to find this text. I probably won't be able to find it. Oh, I found it. I'm just going to put this out there that I think the first eight picks are going to go Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson, Justin Fields, Kyle Pitts, Cyril, 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 the over offensive lineman, Chase, Smith, and then Lance. That's how I think it's going to go. I think I, don't, I think Mac Jones will probably go somewhere between 10 and 15. I do think if Mac Jones is there at 15, the Patriots will get him. But I'm kind of hoping like Horn's there at 15 and that they will go Horn or Parsons. But, well, I mean, I guess, I, I guess, well, we'll see. I had this, I asked some of our friends on who, who they think is going to win the NFC East this year. The reason why I asked this question is because the Giants upgraded their team and the Washington football team upgraded their team. The Giants added Kyle Rudolph, which is coming back from an injury, Adoree Jackson, Kenny Galladay, Leonard Williams, Nate Solder, and John Ross. Of those, Adoree Jackson, Kenny Galladay, and Leonard Williams are the key players, but those are all good offensive players that should help out Barkley and Daniel Jones. Washington added Adam Humphreys, which is a really good slot player. Ryan Fitzpatrick, which it's going to be interesting to see if Ryan Fitzpatrick can either coach or lose the spot to Heineke. If Heineke's the real deal, which I mean, he had a good game, but everyone, I mean, a lot of people have one good game. So just look at Jonas Gray. Love you, Jonas Gray. Curtis Samuel, William Jackson, the third to an already great defense. My take on this is I think Washington is going to win. I think the Cowboys and Giants will be fighting for two with the Cowboys winning it. The Eagles, I think, are the worst team in the division. They just don't have anything that excite me besides their defensive line. And that's mainly because Fletcher Cox is there. Other than that, the Eagles don't really like excite me for anything. The Giants, it's going to be interesting to see how Daniel Jones comes about. He turns the ball over way too much for my likings. But the offense is a legit team. I mean, they have a legit team. Defense is so-so. Washington, if Ryan Fitzpatrick plays like he tends to play a lot of the time, they could be a threat in the playoffs. But that defense is really good. Chase Young is Aaron Donald 2.0. Of course, they play different positions. I'm just talking about how dominant they are. JJ Watt, you know, that type of player. He is, he is dynamic. He is very good. I just, I don't see, like, the Cowboys, of course, Dak Prescott, he's a big pressure. He's a big question mark. What they do in the draft, they need to fix that defense. Offensive line didn't play good. They should get Smith back, but who knows? Zeke, I don't know what's going on with him. He seems to forget how to play football recently. That Cowboys, I'm just not, I don't. I, Jerry Jones is more about making money than he is about winning football games, in my opinion. His moves that he does, he only gets big name defensive players. He only gets flashy offense players. I don't. I, I don't think he's in it to win the game. I think he's just in it to make money. I have the Washington winning that division, but we'll see. I could be wrong, but who knows? Even though I don't like the ownership of the Washington football team with Dane Snyder, he did just recently uh, bought out the minority stake, 40.5% stake for $875 million, which actually is, I believe, less a, a less evaluation than a lot of people thought. It would be, but so it, th that brings another thing is a lot of people are thinking maybe he's going to sell the team, but, 
or he could just not like his minority owners and it was like you know what i'm gonna buy you out we'll see we'll see what happens with that a few other uh offense i mean a few a few other offseason moves the bucks practically got the whole team back so a off season a full off season with a f another full year of brady and crew that's going to be pretty dynamic. And if they just added Gio Bernard, that's going to be even better. Watch out for the Bucks. If they, I would be shocked if they don't. The Saints, Drew Brees retired. The Saints don't look as good as they did. Panthers, they will most likely go quarterback. I mean, well, I guess the Panthers traded for Sam Darnold. And they have Teddy Bridgewater. Most likely going to trade Bridgewater. I'm, I'm not excited about this, the Panthers. The Bucks. Or clearly the best team in that division. I don't. I, I don't see how they don't make it to the playoffs. Honestly, I think they'll make it to the Super Bowl again. Tom Brady is the goat for a reason. Another, the Chiefs have had an interesting offseason. They got rid of their, they got rid of their tackles and signed Tooney as a guard with eighty million dollars, five years, a lot of money. It's the Chiefs are interesting. A lot of people they wanted a lot of people, but a lot of people did not. Signed with them. A lot of, like, Trent Williams, they were, he was in talks with the Chiefs. For whatever reason, he decided not, he, he went back to the 49ers. Juju was in talks with the Chiefs, and he went back to the Steelers. There's, it's, it's kind of interesting on why they're not joining, joining the Chiefs. Maybe it's because they don't think they'll get enough targets, which, I mean, Patrick Mahomes, he's a, he's a great quarterback, but, there's only so many plays you can do in a game and they're always going to go to Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey because those are the great players. Both of them are scary players on offense and that's that's where the uh, that's a one-two punch. Chris Sims continues his uh, kind of different odd quarterback rankings. He's had some outlandish takes which actually if they sort of is right i mean maybe not 100 percent, but he actually is doing a pretty good job at figuring out he had zach wilson number one trevor trevor lawrence number two mac jones three kellen mod four justin fields five and trey lance six which it's projected that trevor lawrence goes one zach wilson goes two justin fields goes three maybe mac jones and the fourth quarterback taken is trey lance so that's going to be interesting to see how gms actually rate them but just to give you a little backstory on Chris Sims is last year he had Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert, Jordan Love, Tua, Jacob Eason, which maybe that's not like out like I don't know. It's not nothing special because Joe Burrow he looked really good whenever he was playing, but he got hurt early. And then Justin Herbert looked really great last year. And I mean you could say he was the best I mean he was he was the best rookie last year. He won rookie of the year. So it's going to be interesting to see if Chris Sims is right or not. I, the only thing I don't like about Zach Wilson is he just came like, he's kind of like Burrow. He came from one year and just lit it up. I personally think Trevor Lawrence is the best quarterback. Number two, I think it's Justin Fields. Three, Zach Wilson. Four is probably Mac Jones. Five is Lance. Six, Kellen Maud. And I don't, you don't, you can pick whoever else you want. It's, uh, I, I'm not, I'm not some, I don't watch much college football film. I couldn't tell you, couldn't tell you if they're going to be elite players or not. But it's going to be an interesting draft whenever quarterbacks go one, two, three, four, five. Wouldn't that be great?
I, I, if Kyle if Kyle Pitts goes to a team I don't like, it's gonna suck. Like the Dolphins at six. If he falls to six, I'm going to be very upset. Him or Chase Smith, I wouldn't be too terribly upset because I think Smith is a better route running version of Robbie Anderson. He Smith Devonte Smith really needs to gain twenty pounds, and I think he would be uh, an elite wide receiver. Think of like a scary Terry. So now that the that's pretty much most no, most of the notable things I wanted to talk about. But before I end this show, I do want to say some teams that I think are going to be making an impact this year. Number one, of course, JJ Watt decided to join the Cardinals. They do have big they do have like big question marks at the corners. They did get Malcolm Butler, which is I think is a great move. They added AJ Green. Depends on what AJ Green shows up. They just added James Conner, which is a when healthy, he's a great running back. Whenever but he's he gets hurt quite a bit. They did help me they got Kyler Murray offensive line this year because he's been running for his life. The Cardinals are the team to beat. I mean, they're they're a legit team. The team's gonna go as far as Kyler Murray takes them, which I think Kyler Murray will win an MVP within the next two years. Okay, I'll give myself a little lifeline. The, l- the next three years, he will win an MVP. He he seems to have it all. Uh, he just he makes he needs to tone down the mistakes. That's what he needs to do, and that's just experience and getting better. I mean. He's still young, so we'll see. We'll see how he goes. Number two, I have the Washington football team. They have a top three defense in the NFL. There's nothing you can say that's to counter that. They, their defense is legit. Starting off with Chase Young and Monte Sweat, they added William Jackson. I mean, that Landon Collins is in a DB. I mean, that the defense is really good. You have to watch out for him. Adding Curtis Samuel to with Scary Terry and Ryan Fitzpatrick, they're going to be throwing the ball. Gibson gets another year. That offense is going to should be should look a lot better than it did last year. I'm just, they, I wouldn't be shocked to see if Washington is one of the teams that picks one of those second like second tier quarterbacks. Just they need to figure out something. Washington, I personally think is going to win the division. They look really good. I they did. They were the, pretty much the only team that put up a huge fight with the Bucks. I mean, they, I mean, they almost won that game. Now it doesn't matter if you almost won. Only thing that matters is if you won or not. But Washington looks, they look legit. I don't necessarily like the team, but the team's good. And of course, you're going, you know, I'm going to pick the Patriots as one of them. They added tons of free agency. That hopefully Bill Belichick drafts really well. They've had some blunders in the last few years. Hopefully they can turn around. At least get one good player. One Im- impactful player, I think, kind of changes the narrative with his drafting. Cam Newton is still on the team. I want to get excited. I want to say it's because he didn't have the skill. <laughs> I want to say he, it's because he didn't have, Cam Newton didn't have the talent around him to make him look like he should. We'll see. That's another big question mark. I'm not. I'm not selling it for the Patriots too much, am I? Other hand, 
That defense should be really good this year. As long as they keep Gilmore, which I think they're going to keep now. JC Jackson, they have a tender on him. He'll probably sign it and then he'll get... I would be shocked if, if he's on a Patriots next year. Not because I don't think he's a good player or anything. I just think that he's going to want to get paid like a number one corner. And he's... The, the very minimum time he was a number one corner, he got burnt. So it's that's going to be... Uh, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how much they, how much money he wants. Next up, in the same division as the Patriots, I have the Bills. Josh Allen made a huge jump last year. He looked incredible. He was he was way more accurate. He, everything looked better. This this year is going to be his big question mark. Is is he was that an outlier year or is that who he is? I personally think that's who he is. I think he's a good player. I did not think he was a good player coming into the draft, which it showed the first two years because his, he couldn't complete a pass to save his life. Granted, the Bills need a running back. That's why I'm not, I wouldn't be shocked to see the Bills go running back in the first or second round. They, if they can get a running game, that offense will be even scarier than it already is. The defense isn't as good, which is surprising because, like, the last few years before, last, a few years before last year, they had a great defense. Tredavious White. One of the best corners in the NFL, probably top three. I would have him at three behind Jalen Ramsey and Gilmore. But the the defense is the weak point of that team. They did add Emmanuel Sanders, which he's not Emmanuel Sanders of old. He's he's not nearly as good as he used to be. But he still he still can get open on one on one coverage, and that's he's going to get tons of one on one because if you don't, you get, are you really going to leave Beasley and Diggs by themselves? No, not a chance. Diggs is going to eat this year, too. Next up, I have the Colts. They traded for Carson Wentz. We all know it's a big question mark. Is Carson Wentz going to start eating meat? Because ever since he became a veg vegetarian or vegan, I don't actually know if he became... He became a vegetarian or a vegan. Not really sure. But ever since then, he his play just fell off a cliff. He is back with Frank Wright, so that should be an interesting matchup. He was good under him the first time. So it'll, let's see what happens this year. The rest of the team is honestly good to go. T.Y. Hilton came back. The defense is legit. Offensive line is one of the best in the NFL. Jonathan Taylor is a, was a great rookie running back. They have Naeem Hines. I mean, their team is legit. If Carson Wentz can play like he did two years ago, watch out for the Colts in the playoffs. They're going to be a threat for sure. This list would be stupid without the Chiefs. The Chiefs have been the, the best team in the last two years. They haven't won a Super Bowl all three years. Blame Brady for that, Chiefs fans. They just finished back-to-back -back Super Bowls. They won the first one, lost the second one. They got blown out the second one, mainly due to that defensive line with the Bucks and that poor offensive line with the Chiefs. Patrick Mahomes had no time. He was always running for his life, which some of that is Patrick Mahomes' fault. I don't want anyone to think like, Oh, this game could have been prevented with a better offensive line. Patrick Mahomes has some growing to do. He his pre his his reading the defense still isn't that great. He relies on his athleticism and like playmaking ability a little bit too much, in my opinion. I think he's just like, hey, he's down there somewhere. So that's the uh, Patrick Mahomes has some growing to do, which I think he will. He's the best quarterback in NFL right now. I don't care what anyone else says. He is the best. He might not. He, I'm not saying he will always be the best. Aaron Rodgers is right below him. Tom Brady is right below him. 
but it's right currently he's one of the best quarterbacks I've ever watched honestly he he's incredible one team that's very is very exciting to me is the Browns they added quite a bit during the offseason if Baker Mayfield can build on his season the his second half of his season last year I think the Browns will win that division plus compete for a playoffs compete for a Super Bowl run they should have beat the Chiefs last year that's probably going to, be, going to be one of those things where they wake up in the middle of the night for and be like, man, why did I do this? We could have won. Granted, they did have that helmet hit that knocked out the dude, caused a fumble and all that. But still, Patrick, that's, a, that's a game that Patrick Mahomes got hurt in. And they had an opportunity and just couldn't capitalize on it. Pretty excited about the Browns. Odell is coming back. If Baker Wave, it's all it's, it's similar to the Cardinals. It's all on the quarterback. If the quarterback plays great, that team was going to be a dynamic team. It'll, it'll, it'll be really good. But if they play, if they start throwing interceptions, start making stupid moves, of course, the team's not going to do that well. They have a legit team around them, and they are in talks with uh, Clowney. I don't, I'm, I'm not in love with Clowney anymore. I thought he was a good quarterback, I mean, a good um, defensive end for a while, linebacker, whatever whatever spot he wants to play in. He just, he seems like he just wants money and he doesn't want to train or anything. I don't, I don't know his thing. I mean, he is a good player. He's one of the best run blockers or run stuffers. He's not, he's everyone thinks he he's like some pass rusher. He's not. I mean, he's more of a run blocker than, or run stuffer than anything, which he is. I think I want to say he's for sure. Top five. I want to say top three. Maybe he, maybe he is actually the best, not, exactly sure on that and then this last team is pretty close to the chiefs would be the buccaneers you have the goat of all the greatest the greatest of all time tom brady and they brought back the whole team that just won a super bowl and blew the team out that one i mean it's, it's like you can anyone who says that the bucks have no chance or delusional and should be locked up in a loony bin it's just crazy Brady's going to have another year of building chemistry with that offense. The defense should grow a little bit. should be a little bit better than it was last year. I'm excited to see how Scotty Miller does this year. They still haven't signed AB back. I don't want them to sign AB. I think the offense with Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, and Scotty Miller is plenty. I mean, they have, all, they have the weapons. The weapons is not the one that's holding them back. They just have to go out there and play. They can't have... They can't have blunders like they did last year, which I put the blunders from last year just due to the fact that they're learning each other. I mean, Brady, I mean, he's, he takes a while to get comfortable with his players, but once he's comfortable with his players, it's almost impossible to stop. Just watch like the Chris Hogan, Amendola, and Edelman days. I mean, he, he trusted all three of those wide receivers. They were always there where they needed to be. And he just did, I mean, they caught everything. I mean, that team... That was one of my favorite Patriots offenses. Just, I mean, Brady was just throwing dimes over and over again, and it was hard to stop. Thanks for watching episode one of Football Never Ends podcast. Sometimes it does. Sorry, Edelman. Love you, buddy. But the uh, I, my my plan for this podcast, just a little set things out, is eventually I want to get some. I, I want to have guests every week. 
or practice almost every week i want to have guests who will and we can talk about that's that's a work in progress i need to get more i need, I need to get a bigger audience before i can like attract other people uh, like notable people um i also uh what my plan is to do is to grow my facebook group the youtube channel and the podcast all three of those are going to be crucial to this podcast i i have a few friends that already said that they would be down to uh to come on i gotta get it set up i'm having trouble computer troubles and all that stuff but everything is uh looking good this episode is going to be a little bit shorter i am i'm going to be aiming for about an hour an episode the uh the first few episodes are probably going to be a little rocky uh with the scheduling just because i i don't know exactly when i want to release the schedules and whatnot but yeah, it's going to be a it's going to be a good time. If you want to message the show, the email to the show is fneshow at gmail.com. At the end of the episode, I want to answer all the questions or read all the all the messages. Email anything you want. Be involved in the show. If you disagree with me, let me know. If you agree, let me know. If you want to get on the show sometimes, let me know. We can have some discussion. Like, is the Eagles the best team in the NFC East? I say no, but you might say yes. I know who you are. But thanks for watching, and as always, have a good one.